Hi there and welcome to another Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr Todd Fraser. Today I'll be speaking with Jenny Chamchi about her article, Paediatric Patient Engagement and the Integration of Diaries into the ICU, published in Critical Connections. Jenny is a nurse leader in the Paediatric Intensive Care Unit at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston, Texas. Before we begin, Jenny, do you have any disclosures that you'd like to share? None, thank you. Jenny, the paper that you um, have written uh, started out as a quality assurance project in your unit. What was the stimulus for this? Why did you go about doing this uh, type of review? So our main goal of this quality improvement project was to understand the family's experiences while they were in our ICU. We currently don't have any methods of obtaining patient satisfaction scores other than we use a third party that sends out surveys to the family several weeks after they're discharged. But the problem we have with that is a couple of challenges. Our data set is very small because we rarely discharge patients home from our ICU. And number two, these surveys are sent out weeks after discharge, which kind of leaves us lacking any real-time useful information. All we're left with are complaints from our patients or as a form of feedback. So the first part of your project seems to focus around getting a better quality of information so that you can use that for your own quality processes. Is that correct? Correct, yes. So what process did you put in place to to improve the information you were getting? So we developed a 10-item questionnaire in partnership with our family experience consultant. We created this survey in English and Spanish, and for four weeks, we surveyed families just prior to their discharging or transferring out of our PICU. And this was kind of our baseline data set. The survey was a series of questions designed to learn how well our nurses and physicians were partnering with the families through participation in daily rounds and routine communication And we use tablets to make the survey accessible at the point of care and also for just for ease of data collection and analysis. And in that initial phase of the project, we found that only about 35% of our families reported that they were being encouraged to write down their questions and concerns. So we were needing a method for families to record this information and to remember their questions that they had for the team. So at this point in the project, we introduced the Family Care Journal. And that journal is really a place, it's a notebook that includes information about our institution, but it also contains pages for the families to keep track of anything from medications, procedures, nurses and doctors' names, But most importantly, it's just blank pages for them to write down their questions. It's given to the families upon admission, and they are informed of its purpose, which is really just to facilitate communication between the family and the healthcare team. So where was the Family Care Journal developed? Can you tell us about the background to that? It was actually developed several years ago in sitting in a warehouse in our institution. (laughs) So um, it partnered with some family members and our family experience team. They created this, and like I said, it had just been sitting around and not being used for several years. So we decided to get it out and introduce it to our PICU. So in what sort of format does it come in? Is it, it's a written uh, journal of uh, the patient's experiences that the family can contribute to, is that right? Correct. It's a little spiral-bound notebook. It's got two or three pages of 
institution-specific information like the hierarchy of a teaching facility. It's got a couple blank pages for medications, and then the rest of it is basically a blank journal for them to write down and keep track of anything from where they parked their car to their nurse's name for the day to their questions that they have. So it's really just a place for for them to keep track of their information. It's never asked for to come back to us. It's theirs to keep. And we do have two different versions available in English and Spanish. But presumably it provides some structure for the family so that they know what sort of detail to keep track of that might, might help them interact with the team. Is that right? Correct, correct. There are some pages for procedures, um, for lab work, and so it does give them a little bit of structure to keep track, yes. So what were the impacts that you found when you studied the rollout of this? So in the in the first set of data, we found that we weren't really giving them a place to write down their information. So during the first four weeks, they had not seen the journal yet, and then we continued to survey after journal Im- implementation. And What we saw after that second phase of the project was some gaps in communication. We saw that related to some very specific questions within the survey. So one question was, are you invited to, um, were you invited to join rounds when the team was rounding? One other area of concern was the family was asked, when your child was ready to leave the ICU, I felt comfortable with going to another unit. So these two specific areas, we felt that we had a, an area where we could improve on. So through a series of education events with the physicians and the nurses, I updated everyone on our data and kind of helped them formulate some ways that they could encourage the use of the journal and make the families feel more comfortable upon discharge. So after the next four weeks of surveying after these um, educational opportunities, we did see increases in those questions. And we also made some changes in our distribution process of the survey and the journal so that we could capture and make sure that every family is actually getting a journal and that we have better results on surveys uh, as far as distribution. Jenny, there were some interesting results that I noticed in the the follow-up period. For example, you just mentioned that uh, families tended to be more involved in the discussion with the treating team. How do you think that the journal impacted that? Was it empowering the family to become more involved or do you think it was uh, uh, the team actively engaging with the family? Right. So I feel like, first of all, we added the question, was the journal a helpful tool during your ICU stay? And we found that 78% of those families responding said that it was a useful tool during their their ICU stay. And I feel like it improves their experience just by having them more engaged in their child's care. You know, partnership with the families is essential in our ICU, and having a journal as a way to keep track of information helps engage them and empower them in the care of their child when they're otherwise in a pretty powerless state as a parent. So I think just engaging them in the process and having an outlet for them to write out their feelings and stay engaged. Where do you see this going now with the Family Care Journal? Is this something that you think could be extended across the industry? Of course I do. I think the families have really responded well to this. I see them writing in their journals daily. One place where I am going to pick up and carry on is I've noticed a need in our non-English speaking population as far as engaging them in rounds and having them participate in rounds. We have a fairly large 
Spanish and other non-English speaking population. So about 25% of our respondents said that they are Spanish speaking primarily. So I want to engage those Spanish speaking families by currently we do not have a uh, translator in-house in our unit. And so that's my next step is to try to get a translator in the unit available at specific times during the day so that we can update them more frequently without having to call someone, you know, in at a specific time, but having someone there. Jenny, the use of diaries for um, adult patients has been used to try and overcome some of the impacts of delirium in the ICU. Do you think that there's uh, the scope for that um, being added to the purpose of this journal? Um, and are you planning to do any f- sort of follow-up on the impacts on the family and the patients from, from implementing something like this? I absolutely do. Currently, we use ours more as a tool for the family just because our population, half of them are under writing age. So, But I absolutely think that having a way to write down everything and something that's given to the family by the hospital is just a great way for them to stay engaged and helping through delirium, through any other, you know, processes that they're going through just while being in the ICU. And I would love to study after the fact, see how well the families are feeling after having been able to use it. Jenny, the the information that you captured um, initially in your project, were there any other learnings that you took from that uh, that feedback uh, exercise? Yes, um, just related to the specific questions, we learned a few areas that we needed improvement and just really hitting on and educating the staff members of where they could focus in on. And for example, the the question about being comfortable at the time of transfer, we sat down and tried to develop a way that the physicians and nurses could talk to families so that when they are, when it is time for them to transfer out, they feel more comfortable. They're, they're going from a higher level of care to a lower level of care, but not focusing on that, focusing on the fact that their child is getting better. And I think just the language that we use with families, encouraging them that things are getting better as opposed to your transferring down a level of care. I think that's important in the way that we speak with the families. They're very subtle things that can often make a big difference, aren't they? Yes, yes. Jenny Chamchi, thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. This concludes another edition of the iCritical Care podcast. Please check out our website at www.sccm.org slash iCriticalCare for more information. For the iCritical Care podcast, I'm Dr. Todd Fraser. Join or renew your membership with SCCM, the only multi-professional society dedicated exclusively to the advancement of critical care. Speak with a customer service representative or visit www.sccm.org slash membership for more information. Todd Fraser, MD, is an intensive care and retrieval medicine physician from the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. He is a staff specialist at Nusa Hospital and is the founder of Osler Technology, a clinical certification and training system. The iCritical Care podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members. To contact the editorial staff of the iCritical Care podcast with questions, comments, or ideas, please email iCriticalCare 
at sccm.org or info at sccm.org.